0: One of the new realities, and I think most of our guests have agreed on that, there's a new feeling of thing, is... The cost of living in the big city and housing, what do we do? We've seen the moves, not just in healthcare by Premier Ford, but an attempt to fix the housing situation. It's happening all across the country, now even small towns as well as big big cities as well. We are going to begin our Buy Blacks weekly segment here on, on the show this morning, and I would like to welcome Likam Kenzer, who's a political, economic, Academic and Leakham writes for a lot of publications and also works as an educator in the nonprofit sector and has turned his attention to a piece on housing and what possibly could be a solution for buyblacks.com. Leakham, good morning.
1: Hi, good morning. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's great to have you. Everybody has ideas about the housing. The one thing I want to begin with, though, is we kind of get it. We get it like our health care situation, isn't it? It's just laid bare. Things are way too expensive and there's nowhere to live. Where are we, in your opinion?
1: Honestly, I think we're pretty far gone. Um, if you look at some, some of the estimates, we need millions of housing. And just to to say that the market can build that is unrealistic, considering we haven't been building nearly enough for the past 50 years.
0: It's true. In your piece, you talk about alternative housing that gets thrown around a lot. What do you mean by alternative housing?
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to use the, the word alternative to be all-encompassing. So that includes things like cooperatives as well as other nonprofit and community-based housing. Basically, it's just options that go beyond the regular market mechanisms. So something that doesn't necessarily need a private investor who's looking to make a profit.
0: It's true. You just mentioned co-op. Let's go through some of them. We we know we have co-ops in the city of Toronto. How could the baby be used in the future? And I'm going to ask you the million zillion dollar question is who gives the impetus for this? Because, so many of the solutions we're looking at, as you've talked about in, in this piece, are, are about profit. So when we look at co-op, who drives this and what do you mean by it?
1: So cooperative housing essentially means that the people living within the housing that own it, so they take care of it, they manage it. And so when, specifically when I was looking at this piece, I saw a lot of examples of countries doing it around the world. And um, one of the biggest pieces is it has to be national. We can't. Um, municipal is a bit too small to get these things done, so it has to be done on a federal level.
0: And what other areas do you think that we're not looking at here? I mean, rental housing, such a huge part of this, and I know you dwell on it a little bit, but are we are we again looking to those who want to profit from rental housing?
1: Um, yes, but maybe on the opposite end that you think of, one of the biggest ways people profit off it is really from not building housing. So let's say I own a nice um, single-family home in the middle of Toronto. If they build up apartments next to mine, the value of my land will go down. If there's more available, my, my property value goes down. So there's a real incentive for people who already live in the city not to let other people move in.
0: So how do you change that? I mean, are we getting close? Look at all the new solutions we're looking at when it comes to our health care system. Are we about to be able to look at some of this stuff, in your opinion?
1: Um, it's hard to say whether we're close or not, because it's gone up and down. You know, we've had years where we've built more cooperative and social housing, and years we haven't. But one thing I will say is that this idea is not new, and it's more and more people are starting to realize that we need to do something around cooperative housing. So really, this might be one of the watershed moments, and we might actually do something soon.
0: What do you think, Lika? Who's doing this? Who's doing a good job of this around
1: the world? Um, so I look specifically when we look at cooperative housing, alternative housing, uh, Austria. So Austria has some of the lowest um, rents in the world, and it also has some of the best kept buildings. So if you look at the way they do it, they actually give cooperatives the keys to the, to the castle, as it were, and they get to even pick how, it's, how they're building their design, how it's kept, and um, really all those things.
0: What about the mindset here? You know, some of the the goals is they say, okay, we're going to build affordable housing and affordable housing in the city right now is eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. What do you do about that reality? Because that number leaves out a whole segment of the city.
1: Yeah, it really is an issue. And um, that's actually the real problem with um, trying to build affordable housing. Um, let's say the government takes a stock of land, builds affordable housing, and lowers the price. That just means the price for rental markets around there will just go up. So while you're making it more affordable for a couple of people, you're making the general market less affordable for everybody. So it's really uh, kind of a catch-22. too. It's a real problem.
0: It is too. You know, as we look at it, some people just ask the question, I'm going to ask it to you. Is this life in the big city? We saw aspects of this happen in New York. Did they find a way out of it? Or is this what a big city is that people live elsewhere? And if so, how does that change things?
1: Um, Well, I think it depends on what what you want out of the big city. This is, by no means, is this just a thing that happens to big cities at all? I mean, Tokyo is about as large as um, the Canada population-wise. They actually have a much cheaper rental market and a housing market because they've taken these steps decades ago.
0: Is there anything that you think will work for this? We're seeing this drive in the province of Ontario to build more houses. There's a controversy about using the Green Belt. We're having a discussion about, do you want urban sprawl? Do you want density? Look at what's happening in the city of Toronto. Strong mayors now moving forward, and everything is about dense, dense, dense. Is that part of the solution here?
1: Um, To be honest, I don't think so. I just think um, the way the Ford government is going about it, and even the way Mayor Tory is, even if they do settle to build more housing, it'll not nearly be enough to push prices where they need to be. Um, I know there's big talk about how there's a cooling in the housing market. Honestly, unless it drop by like 80%, a good chunk of terms of is going to be able to afford it.
0: Thank you. It was great to have you talking to Likam Kenzer, who is a political economy academic and writes for a lot of publications and is an educator in the nonprofit sector, who has written a piece on, as we've been discussing here today, alternative housing. It's on our minds. com. You can go there and read it. Leakam, thank you. You have a great day. Thanks for your time this morning.
1: You too. Have a happy mm-hmm. Sunday.